0: Stories within stories. Meanings that point upwards. The cross behind the camera. We're Josh and Brandon, and this is Crossover Collab Director's Cut. all this um 2021 nonsense let's start out this year by going back in time back when oh, we had great people like like robin williams rip
1: oh yeah man. I, uh, I read a read an article recently that was um uh, yes. like reminding i think it was because uh Someone's brought out a documentary about the end of his life so that people know because um, a lot of people just assume that he um, like relapsed into like drugs and alcohol and that's what made him depressed. But um, it was actually that he had a a really uh, rare form of dementia Um, and he didn't know until like uh, I think his wife only found out after he died as well so like he'd oh, been man. struggling with this thing um and the doctors said that uh he actually had such a remarkable brain but um he was able to hold off this dementia that had covered his entire brain oh. um for way longer than anyone else would have been able to so oh, yeah really a, a tragic end but um yeah his it's his just... movies just yeah they are they brought so much joy in life
0: movie. Yeah, definitely. An absolute blessing. Um, I think, obviously, it was a devastation for everyone just because he was part of so many people's childhoods and he just had, like, a great energy about him. And I think that's why everyone was just so utterly shocked when we thought we saw a very happy and joyful man who was bringing laughter to other people was,
1: Hmm.
0: unfortunately, um, yeah, passed away. Yeah. In a tragic way. So it's, yeah. But... We're going to celebrate some of his work and talk about Dead Poet Society, um, which I watched some point during last year. I don't know. It all kind of blends <laughs> <Same>. together. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, and we've... Did I suggest it to you? I was like, oh, Josh, we really need yeah. to talk about this and discuss it and whatnot. Um, yeah, man. So,
1: so I, uh, I put it on my Christmas list, watched it uh, over the holidays. Lovely. And... It was, yeah.
0: I'd Risk say it changed you
1: know. my life because I think I think it is a life changing film. But obviously, yeah. uh, given current <clears throat> circumstances, my life can't change a great deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it certainly changes perspectives. That's for sure. Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Um, yeah, just a, a bit of background on the movie for those who don't know, who don't mind spoilers. So spoiler warning. Um, the the basic premise of the film we've already mentioned Robin Williams is in it and of course that's a that's a reason to watch any film that has him in of course uh, of course fantastic acting um, but uh, he basically uh, goes to this all boys boarding school in America it's set in I believe either the fifties or the sixties mm-hmm. um, so it was quite quite interesting to watch because a lot of the things that the the teachers did um, and how they treated the students uh, I remember my dad telling me stories of when he was a kid that uh, he would be treated very much the same by his teachers uh, mm. he wasn't at a boarding school but he did go to grammar school um, right. again an all boys catholic grammar school and um, again like that kind of thing I, I don't think it's changed too much the the spirit behind it in today's world of like school yeah. basically being there to create conformity and like train you up to fulfill a specific role in society which of course that's like that's what it's for but um Williams's character uh, John Keating he's a he's a new teacher at this school and he basically shakes things up he uh, teaches English literature to these kids and effectively teaches them that poetry isn't just a bunch of the dead people's words on paper but it's actually very alive and it's uh Connected to like the human spirit and this idea of freedom and uh, uh, carpe diem. That's the that's the first lesson he teaches them of like seize the day and make every moment count. That kind of thing. Um, there there is a kind of conflict and the movie does explore that a little bit because the the kind of knee jerk reaction I think to the message of the film is oh yeah I can just go out and do whatever I want because I'm seizing the day, but um it actually addresses that. Uh, in the film, uh, quite organically, because uh, like each of these boys uh, are, are affected to a different degree by Keating, mm-hmm. and some of them are like the most extreme embodiment of his beliefs. They take what he says and they run with it uh, until effectively they are completely rejected by society, and uh, one of the kids ends up dying as a result super tragic moment and the way it's film, like framed in the film and everything, it's yeah. like it's it can't get more yeah, it's, it's incredibly upsetting um, yeah. and then you've got others who are, in terms of their kind of spirit, I suppose they they're weaker men, they're a bit more cowardly so as soon as their idea of seizing the day gets challenged, they end up conforming again Mm-hmm. Then you've got this kind of healthy balance in the middle that I think the film is trying to put forward as the way that uh, we should live, which is this idea of being your own person, thinking for yourself, but still being aware of other people and their own yeah. uh, kind of things that they want to do. Uh, yeah. You know, knowing when something I was is... going to th-
0: say the time and place when to seize a day kind of
1: yeah that's exactly it yeah so um one example they use in the film uh this kid's dad has uh watched him perform at a play and afterwards you know everyone's congratulating the kid because he does a fantastic job and his dad is not impressed so he like drags him away and he, he goes to the teacher and is like i don't want you to ever see my son ever again uh they try and get the kids transferred schools and all of that um and the other kids they're not having any of it they they try and run after the dad and go oh yeah. you take that back right now you joke kind of thing and then keating actually stops them and he's like yeah. no don't make this any worse than it already is and that's yeah. that idea that it's like well you know seize seize the day we can do whatever we want it's like well no you as as you say there's a there's a time for everything and um yeah that's something we see as well in in the character of Jesus he he Knows when to display restraint and when not to. Um, he he doesn't just like it's kind of picking your battles, I suppose. Um, Jesus could have very easily been antagonistic towards anyone that disagreed Mm -hmm. with him, and to the point where you know he's making a point about everything. But like he he picked his battles, and there were some things that he was kind of uh, he didn't let things slide. But there were other times where he did so. Exactly. It's, well, it's we only north need north.
0: to look. Yeah, yeah. Well, we look at Gethsemane and we look at how when he was arrested, his disciples were so defensive in trying to keep him from being arrested. Hmm. They didn't realize that it is part of the plan for literally the saving of the whole world. So yeah, Jesus yeah. was very adamant about, like, no, you need to let me go. But also how he addressed that when they started to deal with it in violence, he was instantly like, stop. Those yeah. who live by the sword die by the sword and stuff like that. And I feel that's quite a reflective um, nature of that scene that's mm-hmm. demonstrated in um, that you've just described there. And that there's a time and place for, mm, well, not violence, but in terms of, like, seizing the day and, and being defensive. I mean, there's many times that the disciples will find a way for Jesus to get out of a big crowd or, like, run away yeah. from, like, Any dangers coming and whatnot, like particularly people from storms. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like there's times for that, but this was a time where Jesus was like, "This is literally the fulfillment of the kingdom of God, and for the forgiveness of literally everyone on the world. Please let me go, and please don't be violent." (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it really is that kind of thing of of knowing that time and place of when to seize the day, and Mm -hmm. as you said, the the film does that. Um, fantastically by using its character development to display these themes.
1: Yeah. Which is yeah.
0: yeah. it's genius. It's so good. And that's why I really love um Ethan Hawke's character. <clears throat>
1: yes, yeah.
0: He's just he re- yeah, he demonstrates that although he looks really scared and cowardice, he does really bring about this element of of season the day. And although you can see how terrified he is and how it's so new to mm-hmm. him, it's taken that step out to to speak out poetry and and be embraced with um, the people around him. And, um, and obviously he's, it seems like, oh, it's, I think it's been a little while since I've already watched it again, but it seems like he's going to pursue what's considered like a noble job or pursuit, I assume. I do remind me of that. Does it give any sort of, like, um, direction or inclination of what he's going to pursue in life?
1: Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that it's uh, law that he... wants. It's to law.
0: Have, okay, so it is an admiral, kind of.
1: It's one of those things that I've filtered out a lot of it because it's kind of thematically, like, in terms of what they wanted to do. It wasn't really what yeah. they wanted to do. It's mm. what they had been uh projected onto them like what they had projected onto them so it's either what their parents wanted them to do or what they thought their parents wanted them to do or what society wanted them to do or what their teachers wanted to, them to do it was never what they thought they would be best at or what they felt they could really bring to the world so
0: to how I talked about um, this struggle and whatnot, there's, I feel like this this middle ground of this time and place of when to um, essentially do your, like kind of do your own thinking and seize the day and when not to is I feel like in relationship with Jesus, although we are still very, individual and we have our characteristics it's known when to sacrifice the flesh and when to sacrifice for love i'm actually writing an essay on it on it now but yeah i won't go too much into that but um dietrich bonhoeffer really expands on this um in the cost of discipleship and it's just it's beautiful how it's um really discussing how in real authentic pursuit of of love particularly on the one that is 100% reliable and is the, the fountain and the source of love, mm. we, sh- we are then motivated to what we initially don't want to do. We are motivated because of love to want to do that, um, although we may not like it in itself. So, And this is why a lot of disciples, particularly obviously around the apostles' time, and then the main thing that comes to my head is, like, the Christians in Japan and also in China and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: That
0: they they wanted to suffer. <laughs> they wanted to die, which is crazy, particularly in our culture when we don't obviously want that at all and we just want to be in our perfect little world. <laughs> but they wanted to pursue God and his kingdom to a greater Sense And that if they were like, whatever happens to me, yeah, it'll suck, but it'll contribute towards a greater message and towards loving people and challenging the authorities and challenging the, the tyrannical systems, which again yeah. is what Bonhoeffer did when he challenged the Nazi party and then the German church that were, that also conformed to the Nazi party. And then Bonhoeffer was like, I, I talk about him a lot as well. He's my new kind of yeah. reference. I, I, Yeah, sorry, I talk about him too much. <clears throat> it's it's a but, healthy um,
1: way of talking about eugenics.
0: <laughs> yeah, sh- <laughs> I am challenging eugenics now, all right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, of course, references. it's come up again. Of course, it's come up again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Right, in case you didn't know, guys, in, in case you haven't um, picked up on it, it seems to be a regular thing where I mention eugenics in conversation, and it's casual it's
1: conversation. At that,
0: very casual <laughs> conversation. It's become a cause of concern. Um, I challenge it. I talk against it all the time, but it it is a big concern that I just I keep bringing eugenics up. Very interesting. So Bonhoeffer challenges <laughs> eugenics um, by uh, obviously um, he teaches up pastors illegally and stuff like that and he starts like another church with some other fellas that really just like challenges the whole I- ideology of hitler and the nazi party and whatnot and spread out the good word of how we should love others and not try and dominate them kind of thing yeah anyway ends up costing him his life so he wrote work before he died um while he was still pastoring and, and teaching and whatnot with the cost of discipleship. It's great stuff. Um, all that was just to say how we are called to sacrifice in Christ, which is essentially in order for us to be loving and to somewhat kind of respect ourselves. We've got to deny parts of ourselves. We've got to deny who we are in some regard. This is what I made it right about, but I don't – just, just uh, sliding in um, – uh, book might be coming out this year, next year, nice, and um, nice. just just gonna slide in this little thing that wrote about here. Um, <laughs> so it's just yeah, that's like a, a main thing that I talk about in that we can't actually love ourselves, but we can respect ourselves by denying ourselves, like that yeah. of going to the gym. No one really wants to go to the gym to work out to get sweaty, hot, and painful. And then eat lots of really healthy food in the kitchen. No one wants that, really. We've got to sacrifice that if we want to become strong, healthy, um, and in the long run, feel much better. And it's that kind of analogy that we also bring to mostly to Christ. There's still more towards following Jesus than just like the analogy of exercising, but about Mm -hmm. how we are to sacrifice part of us because it is the flesh it is the sin and our human condition that is actually causing the problem that has created this problem that has even made the law in itself, which is a good thing, become a problem because we can't stick to it. And therefore Jesus had to come in our place and die on the cross and, um, atone for our sins. Yeah. All that out of the way and done. Good (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Um, but obviously, I think what the myth, what the film is really addressing is more so the culture and kind of tyrannical systems that we have of society. And I know, obviously, the greatest thing that we can both particularly understand is just like the education system, and um, and we're not even going to unless you want to. I don't think it's best to dive into like political systems and parties and whatnot but i think we <laughs>
1: well that's, that's a, the whole thing about free thinking right like
0: yeah
1: to like you know there's lots of systems out there different people subscribe a lo- different a lot ones. and bottom line um as christians we don't really believe in any human government that's not to say that we believe in anarchy because again that's a form of human government or lack thereof <clears throat> We yeah. we believe in a God who's going to create a perfect system. Like we are going yeah. to one day live with God, where there are going to be no like, no human error, <laughs> like the yeah. that kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, like. And we aren't going to define
0: of, that by of, like, of like, like percentage of capitalism and communism and stuff like that. Like we can't.
1: Yeah, like the there are there are elements of each really in in the bible like this yeah, for yeah. for every parable that jesus mentions about a hard working person who gets rewarded for his work in like a meritocratic system you've got mm-hmm. just as many times where he tells a rich person to give everything he has to the poor so he didn't really like that's the thing he doesn't conform to a human pattern of thinking
0: yeah, and exactly.
1: and that's something that's important for us to recognize as christians that there are there are going to be times where, yeah, like I, I guess the the main thing that I would want to address in terms of the, the film and also kind of a guide to Christian living, it's difficult and I have definitely not mastered it, but I think there's a distinction that the film makes between free thinking and like doing what you want, uh, like free, yeah. I would say free will, but I don't <clears throat> want to make it,
0: like, yeah. the, the um,
1: connotations of free will are a bit different to what i'm getting that
0: free yeah um, free thinking and um kind of not thinking <laughs> um which is hmm let's come back to that there's there's <laughs> probably a proper term for it yeah yeah continue with your point
1: so th- this idea that in the f- in the film what what keating is doing he's not He's not trying to teach his students to just do things that are countercultural and just because they want to do them. Mm. He's teaching them to uh, almost reject this. Uh, I think what would. I'm, try, I'm trying to remember some of the stuff I've learned at uni for the music and ideology stuff. There was someone who talked about this ready system thing. Um, okay. <clears throat> I've forgotten his name. I really need to do more uni work for chronologues um (laughs) but anyway there was one there was one smart dude who talked about Uh, this idea that in in cultures we have a ready system like this catalog that um in favor of us actually doing the effort of thinking for ourselves we are given this set of like norms that we just live by and don't challenge right and the film is kind of more (laughs) about that idea of of Reframing your perspective on the world of not just accepting something as as the given, like right from, right from the get go, uh, when uh, they're first reading this introduction to the poetry book that they're given that they're going to study from for the rest of the semester. Yeah, yeah. Um, he <laughs> he starts. Uh, he gets someone to read out the introduction, and so of course they all think because they've been wired to think that way by school, like that. Oh yeah, we need to take notes on this. There's one kid sketching this graph, a graph to measure the quality of poetry. Um, and uh, <laughs> Keating's like drawing it on the whiteboard and stuff. And then after a little while, he's like, you know what I think of that? It's absolute rubbish. You can't quantify poetry and that kind of thing. And you see the kids yep. scribble out his notes. <laughs> um, and he gets the entire class to rip out that chapter. And yep. so... I guess for a lot of people you would watch that scene and go ah yeah ripping out pages of books cuz we're edgy but it's it's more than that it's the idea that they're rejecting just the common way of thinking because yes. not because not because it's the common way of thinking but because it discourages them from kind of thinking about things in in a, another perspective
0: um, yeah in context so, as well I guess
1: yeah yeah um
0: did I throw you off I'm so
1: sorry so, no, it's, it was a bit of a pause and I wasn't sure if you were going to keep talking or if like uh, there'd been a wi-fi issue or something so I just. Oh, no. It out for a <laughs> no.
0: No, no, no. Um, but,
1: uh, yeah just it, yeah. Uh, so to kind of get to my actual point because I've got to it in a very roundabout way I realize mm-hmm. um so that's what the film is looking at this idea of free thinking of not just accepting something as a given but then when we look at the bible there's also this idea yes of of like thinking for yourself using your own wisdom and intelligence but also that passage uh the lord's prayer where jesus says thy will be done talking to god so this idea that like you know we we think for ourselves we weigh things up. We're encouraged to do that. In fact, in the Bible, which is why I think people in the church who just blindly follow what someone is saying because they said it and without challenging it and thinking for themselves, yeah. they are not looking at the parts of the Bible that talk about using discernment, a gift of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Um, exactly. they're not weighing things up. I mean, Solomon, classic example of mm-hmm. literally a guy who used his earthly wisdom because he'd been given it by God, and he. Yeah. He again he did things in a in a pretty um, countercultural way sometimes. I mean the whole cutting a baby in half to decide who its mother yeah. is.
0: Yeah. But, um, he didn't actually cut the baby in half. He didn't
1: actually way. cut the baby. <laughs> he <laughs> proposed to do it, and that's of course what moved the real mother of the child to step forward and go, No, you can't do that. Um yeah. so yeah, anyway, so there is, an, there is a strong argument to be made that the Bible encourages us to think for ourselves, to use our intelligence and our wisdom and lateral thinking and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But then there's also this idea that we don't just live for ourselves, uh, because if we did, then there'd be no reason to not do whatever we wanted all the time. We yeah, actually yeah. live in service to God and we we are under him kind of thing, like his rights yeah. before our rights, which yeah. in today's world where everyone's obsessed with getting as many of their rights as possible, it yeah. seems a bit a hard to swallow. Yeah. It is. Um, and I think that's why in today's world, most of the prayers that you hear are, uh, God do this for me. God help yeah. these people out. And, you know, no matter what vein it's in, like, I I do it, like, 90% of my prayers are, like... Yeah, we oh.
0: still do. Um, but it's it's recognised in, in something like the Lord's Prayer. It's, like, I even heard somewhere in a church where it was, like, you know what, for Lord's Prayer, just say I and, like, really think about what you want. And I was, like, that... You have literally destroyed the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, I, just glossed I, over I, it. Yeah, our Father, who art in heaven, you know, like, forgive Daddy us God. our sins... Oh, stop. Stop. Daddy God in the in the big
1: sky. Um, you're pretty cool. Oh, um, uh, it'd be pretty cool if we could hang out sometime and you could maybe uh, do some stuff for me. That's the bit that they just straight up change uh, rather than. Uh, you maybe spit my coffee. That uh, will be done. Um, down here, as it is up there um
0: give us well, our Starbucks as we give <laughs> Starbucks to the, to the homeless
1: man outside yes, exactly right
0: yeah oh yeah and, exactly uh,
1: and and give us the strength to share an image of the homeless man smiling because we gave him a Starbucks on all of our social media. <laughs> <laughs> This is definitely a caricature. I don't. I don't know anyone who does all of these things. Yeah,
0: of course, of course. No, I told totally you, okay. I um, it's like that thing I sent you the other day about how people treat Jesus like a high school drama. Oh um, yeah. Uh, do you know what? Actually, I, I might actually just read that out for people to listen to. We we will get back on top of our very serious and um, well-driven. Um, points and whatnot but but, but But this this is
1: actually really relate to what we're talking about the idea of like putting god's will ahead of our own so yeah even though it is a bit of a like it's a a humorous analogy it it definitely gets across what we've been getting at
0: yeah exactly so Oh. And uh, uh, another uh. another stupid
1: uh, forcing myself to do more work than I have to. Uh, there, there will be some really funky background music under uh, uh, Brandon narrating this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. And then, um, yeah, I've got some other points really into exegesis to really bring into um, what we've just been talking about as well. Right. <clears throat> So this paragraph starts at this. And so the church crumbles in many areas because some pursue the law like religious leaders and forget the whole point of unity with Christ and others treat their walk like high school drama. He invited me to the prom and I like him, but it's complicated because Jake is cute, but he didn't ask me to the prom, but like, I like JC, but like, I don't know how to respond because I'm not ready for commitment yet. He seems pretty serious, but like Jake wants a fling, and so like I think I might friendzone Jesse and keep them both in my good books, you know?
1: Yep. And yep. Uh, to that, I think I, I think I replied. Uh, it's it's uh, really just because she wants to go over to Jake's house to, in quotes, study.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we might lose a few listeners. Of the very few that we have, anyway. But I mean, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah. So, with um, yeah, it's become complicated. Honestly, if we could actually have a relationship status with Jesus on our Facebooks, it'd be like <laughs> <laughs> it's, complicated.
1: it's complicated. But
0: Ugh. that's the
1: thing; it shouldn't have to be. It is. Yeah, like, I know. It's it is like uh, true, true faith is mm-hmm. incredibly simple like it's called yeah. childlike faith for a reason and i yeah. think a lot of the time that's perceived as like blind faith
0: yeah um, right
1: like well no i, th- I think um we, we are going to do our tenet episode but in in the future but to to quote neil it's a it's a faith in the mechanics of the universe it's mm-hmm. like it's a, a an assuredness um it- it's a security rather than just a, a blindness it's not that like yeah. oh yeah we, we don't know where god's leading us we we know that he's going to lead us somewhere good but exactly. that like we we just surrender our will to him and i know saying just <laughs> is maybe uh a bit of a <laughs> an understatement it's it's not like oh yeah it's it's easy i just stop doing whatever i want to do and and do what god wants me to do but Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's not mm-hmm. as complicated as people make it people make no, it complicated no. because they they want the benefits of a relationship with god but then they don't want to do the surrendering themselves to him and carrying their cross daily that's the hard yeah. part which is exactly also the simple part because yeah it's always simple as i learned from that one episode of the clone wars